On Monday night when we were praying, Lilia said, I see jars of clay, and that was all she said, and the prayer went on. But when she said that, I heard the scripture, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing greatness is of God and not of us. And then I saw the jars of clay, and they were changing. They were becoming translucent, and they were becoming transparent. And that treasure in us is the glory of God. It's the presence of Jesus. And he changes us from glory to glory. And he was working from the inside out, changing the DNA of the clay so that it reflected him. So I thought that was really encouraging. And then I shared that with Lilia and she said, oh, she said one of the jars I saw was translucent and I didn't know what it meant. So... God is changing us from glory to glory. He's doing it from the inside out. And these jars of clay are shining with his glory. Hallelujah. King of glory.
nights ago I asked the Lord for the word for, for a word from tonight and as I when I went to bed I had a dream and the, I heard his voice say cast and I got out and said oh wow all my burdens I'm casting but it didn't feel the right thing that, that was not what he meant and I looked around and I saw Michael and Michael was crying out for more from the Lord and he was weeping in the presence. And I went and touched him and the power of God hit both of us like lightning. And I woke up and I heard the Lord say, cast your bread on the surface of the waters. For you will find it after many days, give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. In New Testament language means your anointing, your gifts are to be shared. Some of us who have can't keep to ourselves and if we don't have, it's not that we are better or he loves us more or we prayed better. No, it's because when we sat on the table, that table that Jesus set before our enemies, we could not believe that there was so much more available for us. Us who come from brokenness, come from pain, come from horrible lives. We just looked at that table and I said, I want this and I want that and I want more of this and I want all of that. And we took so much, we took so much because we did not believe that something so, so beautiful and amazing was available to us free. So we filled up our bags and we filled up our clothes and he's saying, go and give it, go and give it. Unless you sow, you will not reap. Unless you cast your nets, there will be no harvest. Go and cast your nets and sow your seeds, whatever he has given you, whatever little or more or whatever is from him is to be given. So it will multiply. That's what it means, cast your bread on the water. When you cast your bread on the water, the bread absorbs the water and it fluffs up and it comes back so much more. And this is the harvest that he wants before he sends the sickle. Well, before the before the earth is ready for the harvest, so let us cast our nets and reap what He has for us.
You love 
He's made us a promise. He's promised us revival. He's promised us transformation in our city. The other day I was driving in the fog and I was thinking about the cloud of his presence and I was praying that his cloud would come like to us personally, to us as a church, but over our city and that just like the Holy Spirit brooded over the waters at creation, the Holy Spirit would brood like that cloud over Liverpool and God would come. And I thought, when you're driving in fog, it's hard to see. It obscures things. But when you're in the cloud of his presence, there's light and there's revelation and there's truth. And then God isn't very logical. He said, think about Liverpool's coat of arms. Now, on the bottom of the coat of arms, it says, oh, I've forgotten my Latin now. Nisi Dominus Frustra, unless the Lord, it's vain. And it comes from Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labour in vain who build it. And God said, that's the foundation declaration over Liverpool. In spite of MacArthur and Freemasonry and all of that garbage, this is the foundational statement that's lifted up in the council chambers. They've removed it now and gone with some logo, but... The fact is that that's still the declaration over Liverpool 
and our city is built with wood and hay and stubble and God's saying that we're called to pull those down and to lift up the foundation and to see the godly foundation of our city restored and to allow God to build his place in this city for God to be exalted. So unless the Lord builds the house, they labour in vain. And God, we don't want to labour in vain. We don't want it personally. We don't want it for our church. We don't want it in our city. We want to build with gold and precious stones that will withstand the fire of your testing. And so we just declare that your heart is for Liverpool, God. Your heart is for the people of this city. Your heart is for righteousness to rule in this place. And we call it down, Lord. We lift your name up and declare that you are Lord. And we stand on your promise that you will bring revival, that your light will come, that you will make your truth known and that knees will bow before you in worship and adoration and surrender. We declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the beginning, you were singing. In the end, you'll still be singing over me. In this moment, you're right beside me. You're everywhere. Day and night. 
speak to me about Psalm 5 and it's David's crying out to God and he's saying listen Yahweh to my passionate prayer can't you hear my groaning God don't you hear how I'm crying out to you now my king and my God consider my every word for I'm calling out to you at each and every sunrise you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and I wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Lead me, Lord. Guide me, Lord. And so David's crying out to God and in the New Kings it says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Consider the meditation of my heart. And so God said, What is your meditation, church? What is your meditation? What are you meditating on? He says, what you meditate on, God will hear and God will respond. It's like God is saying, we need to start believing now that God hears our prayers and that he hears our meditation and that he wants to move on our behalf. And our cry is, Lord, that you would breathe upon these dry bones, Lord God, that you would breathe, Father God, on our prodigal sons and daughters, that you'd breathe, Father God, on the prodigal lost people who've gone away from the church. Lord God, our cry is, and Lord, this is what we meditate on day and night. And I feel like the Lord is saying, he sees our meditation. He hears our cries and the Lord is ready to move and the Lord is ready to respond. So the Lord says, keep believing, keep coming to the Lord day and night. Keep laying your life on the altar. Keep surrendering, keep laying everything down because God will send down fire to burn off the dross and God will send down fire to ignite us and to lead us. And God says, watch your meditation. Don't think that you can't. Don't think that I won't. God is saying, watch your meditation. Watch your meditation because because I am the God who sees your meditation and I'm the God who will respond and I'm the God who will act in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that the, the Lord is looking for a response tonight from people to what you've heard tonight. I'm just going to invite Rose and Anne-Marie and uh, Sylvia and whatever members of the ministry team are here to just come out the front as we begin to to worship again and if you would like a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit I want to tell you the Holy Spirit was just so manifested in this place this morning and he's still here and he wants to touch every person in this place tonight so I just invite you as we begin to worship again just come out the front and receive a fresh touch <laughs> Fall down upon the ground 
press my face against the earth till my heart and rise is over my head. As the weed it bounds down low when the autumn wind blows, I kneel before the one I love. Find me Find me thankful, find me on my knees. Find me dreaming, find me singing, find me lost in your Bye. 
with you, Lord, that we can be still in your presence. We thank you for your presence in this place tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you have imparted to us by what's been sung, by what's been played, by what's been spoken as you've moved upon your servants tonight. Thank you, Lord, that it's all about your presence. Thank you, Lord, it's all about your presence. Church, as we are, as we draw to a close tonight, let's sing about his presence, amen.
Over the last few weeks, the Lord has been speaking to us about the water of the Holy Spirit, the oil of the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Holy Spirit, and the fire of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes he's going to come quietly like a whisper that you barely discern and yet transforms you from the inside out. Other times he's going to come like a mighty raging fire, a conflagration that absolutely consumes everything that needs to be consumed around our hearts, drawing us back into intimate, personal relationship with him. And God is asking us to be ready to carry what he pours out. So, Lord, as we, uh, as we draw to a close this evening, Lord, I thank you, Father God, for the impartation of your Holy Spirit that has been released afresh into every heart here tonight. And I would speak increase over that impartation, Lord, that it would be an impartation that remains, that wakes us up in the middle of the night to draw us aside into your presence, that permeates every fibre of our beings, that goes with us, before us, behind us, hedges us in all around, is with us when we go through deep waters and through trials, Lord, and yet helps us to remain steadfast in your presence, committed to everything that you want to do. Send revival and awakening, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, church. Amen. God bless you guys. What a beautiful night. Hallelujah.